Hello and welcome to another episode of the RCVS podcast. I'm Anna Feeney, a member of the communications team here at the college. And in this episode, we'll be talking to one of last year's winners of the Wellbeing Awards, Black's Vets. The Wellbeing Awards were started just a few years ago in a collaboration between the college's Mind Matters Initiative and the Society of Practicing Veterinary Surgeons, or SPIVs. They recognize these practices that go above and beyond in supporting their team and make well-being a priority. Applications are now open for this year's awards, so if you're interested, do visit www.vetwellbeingawards.org.uk for more information. Caring for the Black Country's pet community since 1965, Black's Vets is a small animal practice with a busy, vibrant feel. We were then joined by Managing Director Tracy Morley-Jukes, who's been here for about four years. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks. Good to be here. So you were the person who actually kind of submitted the application for the Wellbeing Awards. What prompted you to do that? Actually, it was my colleague, uh, mm -hmm. Penelope Fox, who heads up our client and mm -hmm. team experience. Um, we've been working on improving well-being here for quite some time and she noticed these awards were coming up She'd noticed all the good things that we were doing and kind of thought uh, we should throw our hat into the ring So we felt very much on the start of our journey here of all the things that we thought might be possible um, But she'd already noticed that in the industry we we're doing some kind of quite cool things and looking <laughs> after our people And we'd seen the results in our retention rates as well So uh, she gave me a good nudge on a Friday to, uh, to throw our application in and I'm super pleased that we did that yeah, because you've been doing some incredible things over the last couple of years. I mean, looking, you've put thousands of pounds of investment into all the amazing equipment and you've hired a huge amount more staff. I mean, everything from facilities management to more vets. And yep. So how have you seen that change the culture of the practice? Oh, hugely. I think, you know, investment of any kind needs great care and, and a good thought through. You have to have a really good case to start diverting funds into investing anything. And I can't really think of any better case than people and giving them a really good experience at work. People are the most important thing in a business. Without that, you can't serve clients and give a great experience. Without that, you can't get those access, that access to pets. Without that, you can't have that sense of looking forward to that Monday morning. And that's very much the kind of culture that we wanted to nurture. We've been going for a long time, since 1965. Um, we've had, uh, we're very lucky that we've got a lot of people here who have been here for a long time. So we were really keen to retain all of that experience, all of that knowledge, all of those skills. Also, as new people start joining the practice as we grow, um, to make sure we keep that, that really strong family feel culture intact, which is what we did. So from an investment point of view, we looked at this in quite a holistic way. It wasn't just about you know investing in a nice lunch and learn room, which we've now got, or a VIP CPD room, which obviously you can't see, but where we're now sat, you know, <laughs> uh, which we've now got. It was very much looking at all of the different aspects that make this a great place to be, a great place to work, giving our people a, a voices to be heard, making sure that they could be listened to. They've got some great ideas, sometimes better than ours, so you have to give them an avenue to do that. Um, it was looking at the facilities that we got to give care. It was looking at having the right number of people. So for instance, each function, reception, um, nursing, more recently practice support, went through a whole review where we went out to them and said, you know, what does good look like to you? What tools do you need? What do you think we do well? What do you think we could do better at? And a whole range of questions to understand, you know, were they really clear in their role uh, as to what was expected from them so that they could deliver a really good service because that's what they wanted to do. So. During that review process, we gathered lots of ideas together with our own of what we thought excellent looked like. 
um, had some great feedback in there that we could work through with everyone. They then got involved in their own job descriptions. So I uh, ran workshops and facilitated workshops to say, look, you know, what kind of person if you were recruiting do you want to work with? You know, how do they behave? How are they as a, as a person here, as a person fit? What skills do they need to have? That kind of thing. And how do you think that should be measured? How do we give good clarity on that? And they were really upfront in, in being involved with that and wanting to put their ideas forward. So we're very much over the last couple of years had people at the center of any kind of strategic change that we want to do and have that mm. culture keep, keeping the really good stuff here from a long from that's been here for a long time and also helping to evolve that into something that can meet the needs of clients for today so there was there was the investment in the the overhaul of the business the business structure the processes some great ideas coming from staff there uh, there was the investment in, um, in better uh, technology, better equipment. We looked at the resourcing model itself and said, okay, with each function, have we got enough, the right people with the right skills in the right place at the right time? Because it seems like a really obvious question. And if you were a startup, you would naturally do that. But when you're running at a pace, as you do, you know, we're 24 seven here, we've got five sites, 103 people now. And um, when you're running at that pace, you very rarely stop and look to see if, if, if you've still got the right resource models in place. So we looked at that and we found that actually, yeah, we're a couple of nurses short, we're three vets short, and um, we're a receptionist short. So we made sure we resourced up to the level of service that we want to offer that we know gives us a sustainable competitive advantage. And sometimes that comes in support staff as well. We needed an extra, we, it's not, we don't call them facilities people, we call them beautiful buildings people because it's kind of more fun. I like that. So we, we, we invested in support as well. We also invested in um, the right software, the right IT for them. So we changed our whole IT structure because they wanted speed, they wanted information ready at their fingertips. We've just changed our PMS system to something that's much obviously delivers the service from a clinical point of view, but also will take us to a place from a client's experience point of view that delivers what the client wants and what that vet nurse receptionist practice support person needs. And you know how it is yourself. If you've got the tools in life to go and do great stuff, it's a more enjoyable experience. <laughs> if you're then surrounded by other people who want to do great work and give a great service, it's a more enjoyable experience. If you've got a management team that really wants to listen to you and understand um, your viewpoints and wants a good communication flow, it's a more enjoyable experience. So one of our four strategic pillars was to make Blacks the place to work. And it's very much our own employees that are, that are our own staff that have helped us formulate that. But it hasn't just been one area we've invested in. We've looked at each part of their experience as an employee, where they are, their environment, their tools, the equipment, their clarity of purpose, their clarity of role, their um, development. So for vets, for instance, we have um, Thinking Thursdays where they all come yeah. together once a week. And Wisdom Wednesdays, right? Wisdom well, Wednesdays, yeah. we're just about to start for practice support. Mm. Now we've got um, Training Tuesdays. Uh, for nurses, <laughs> <laughs> running running out of ideas now, but no, there's plenty of long list. <laughs> yeah, long list. Yeah, um, really plenty of, of opportunities mm. to learn. And and the point with the learning is that you know we you have to run to stand still in any industry these days. And and we want if we, if we learn, we want to share that learning. And that's very much where where we sat today. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. And with those in those kind of CPD, you've had some really important learning processes, like handling difficult situations yeah. module and that kind of thing, and yeah. also bereavement training, all that. Yeah. So, how has that been received by staff? How has that helped? You know, so well. It's it's very difficult, I think, in any practice, and you could argue in any business, to make time for these things because we all say we don't have enough time. But unless you put time 
behind investing in your staff and investing in the types of client experience and team experience dynamics that you want, nothing's actually going to change. So um, they've, uh, the uh, Compassion Understood training which we did has been incredibly well received. Now, you know, we'd like to think we were pretty good at end of life anyway, but it doesn't hurt to have some good reminders and there was some really good uh, subject matter that came out of that for us and we chose the elements that work for us here and put those in place. So that's worked really, really well. Um, we had uh, Carolyn Crow in who was just brilliant, so just looking at how we each communicate, learning how to flex our style a little bit, learning how to manage our own well-being, our own stress levels, and that, that's gone down very well as well. So you, know, you could argue that we don't have the time to do these things, but unless you make the time, and you know, we are incredibly busy here, if you've been to the hospital, <laughs> see you'll that. see what yes. it's like. Um, but unless we invest you know, some time into our people to help develop them into looking after themselves, each other, and our clients, we're not going to move forward. In fact, we'll, we'll go backwards. You have to kind of run to stand still. Absolutely. And in, I mean, well-being is something that you can always build on. Have you got any kind of plans for the next steps? Oh, absolutely. I think this is just the start of the journey for us. Uh, there are some other industries and some other individual um, companies that have a really fresh up-to-date approach for well-being. You know, having come from outside the industry, I think this is a really genuinely tough industry to work in. You know, the only thing I can think of that's remotely like this is the medical profession. You know, with the medical profession with the NHS, they're not having to have difficult conversations like money in the same 15 minutes, you know, appointments that they're talking about either longevity of the pet or the care of the pet. You can be everything from an enthusiast with a new puppy to a counsellor in difficult situations. So I think it's a really genuinely demanding industry to work in, a genuinely rewarding industry to work in. Um, and some of the plans that we've got for our future is to look at almost future-proofing the career structure here, developing people as people, as you know, not just as professionals. Of course, you're always going to have your clinical CPD. That's kind of the stated norm in this industry. But putting more emphasis onto individual well-being, individual self-development, understanding ourselves a lot better, taking care of ourselves a lot better, um, and just making this a really cool place to want to come to on a Monday and have an enjoyable day at work and have that kind of support mechanism that sits around that so a much more investment in that uh, coming our way we already you know each function meets at least once a month to share ideas on best practice of, of what we can take forward to streamline processes to take out costs that it doesn't deliver anything either to the practice to the pet to the person you know saving money that way so we can reinvest it into these areas we want to be really forward thinking and we want to my, my dream is to be real leaders in this space so that we're known as the practice to work work for who really looks after their people that's that's my aim that sounds like you've got a lot to do this afternoon i better let you go thank you very much <laughs> thanks, thanks for, for talking time. to us and congratulations get on the award thank you so much thank you penelope fox then joined us who is the head of client and team service here at blacks thanks so much for joining us Okay, thank you. So one thing we were talking about is that actually on the same day that you got the Wellbeing Award, you also picked up the Practice Standards Scheme the Client Service Award, which you got outstanding in, which is fantastic. In, in, in how do you see that being tied together, the well-being aspect and the client service? I, I, well, they're absolutely key, um, and hence the fact that, that my role exists here to look after both and to try and align both. So mm. if we want to um, give our clients great experience, experience, then we need to make sure that our team 
have a great experience as well because otherwise they're going to struggle in order to deliver on what we want from a, a client perspective so they're absolutely aligned um, and so that's why my job is to sort of oversee the two um, spot any blockages any barriers um, and really just look to push it forward yeah so how do you actually learn what clients expect or mm -hmm. what they think might be improved do you have a kind of official system for yeah that? not so much official but but a number of official ways mm. I, I would say so um, all client complaints come through to me so even if they've been resolved um, I still get details of that so that I can track them um, across our five branches and um, also we have clients that complete reviews and um, there might be a Google review it might be a Facebook review might be a vet help direct um, review so we get all the data in from from those as well um, our staff are really good and really keen to um, to push the business forward so we get a lot of suggestions um, and a lot of ideas and feedback from them as well so might be something a client said might be an opportunity they've spotted for how things could be better so we take take that in as well as another source of, of um, information that we can all pull together then and then take things forward work out what's a priority Right, work even, out what's addressable straight away yeah you're even mentioning that there are things like not saying a little bit when you're then in only doing a short consult um, those kind of things what other kind of things have you implemented in the practice um, we've we've done we've implemented a number of um, sort of protocols in in terms of processes for things like stray pets um, for um, maybe dealing with um, pets uh, end of life care things like that so that will come from what we've feel that our clients have experienced um, and issues that we've we've come across um, and then we've implemented um, consultation skills um, for all of our vets so that very much focus on the language you know making sure that we didn't say we'd just do a you know we'll just do a quick check you know client doesn't want to come in and and have a 15 minute consultation and be told they're just going to give their dog a quick check they want to know their dogs had a thorough check yeah um, so it's just we you know we, we sometimes use words that are a little bit throw away so that would focus on a lot of the wording and how we examine and how we explain to a client what we're doing and then moving on to how you may um, then position your recommendation so that the client feels involved um, but also informed so that they've got, if they want to, they have the choices uh, to choose from. So actually a lot of feedback, it sounds like, has been around communication rather than the clinical side. Yeah, yeah, absolutely it is. Yeah, yeah, right. absolutely it is. I don't, you know, you will always get the occasional um, query clinically uh, as to whether something should have been done, whether your opinion, you know, as a practice was different to another practice's, but um, I would say the vast majority of um of feedback that we get is around how we've communicated something. Mm, yeah, and you mentioned um, end of life care. So, mm -hmm. how what kind of changes can it you put into place for that? Because understandably, it's a very emotive thing. Yeah, it, yeah. it's very difficult. We've um, as a practice, um, all of our staff have completed the compassion understood training, um, which has helped. Uh, there's different modules, um, so some some people just do the one, some roles do all three, um, and it's very much really about trying to have those discussions early on. Um, it's about understanding that clients perhaps are going to be a little bit um, more emotional. They may not be thinking in a way that um, they would traditionally, um, and we have to we have to accept that and and just make sure that we're really clear and that we show 
empathy and concern and we don't go into what what can happen sometimes is go into task mode so a client wants to ask you a question about something you know and we go straight into trying to solve it rather than actually saying you know what we're really sorry you're having to consider this at this time you know really sorry that you're going through this we're really sorry that that's happened to to your uh, pet um, and then move on to to dealing with what the the query was as opposed to going straight to task and mm. straight to, to answer and clients just want to know that you care yeah uh, so that that side of it's important but I think if you can have discussions early on and um, so the clients are forewarned they know what to expect they know their options and um, they can consider it in advance then that can help to take some of the um, emotion out of the mm. situation Brilliant. Well, you're doing so much stuff. You reckon you'll apply next year for the award again? Um, I would, uh, yeah, I would like to think so. I mean, there's still, uh, I think, I'm, uh, I'm sure we've already said as a practice, there's lots of things that we still need to do, still mm. want to do. Um, it, you know, but we're just, um, we're just doing our best, really. To, and what more can to, we do? To do as we can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Best yeah. of luck, and Thank thanks you. so much for talking to okay. us. Thank you. Vicky Barnett has now joined us. She originally joined as a receptionist about two years ago for Black's Vets, um, but is now doing that part-time while also managing the facilities team. So thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Yeah, so how did that transition actually happen? You said you were a receptionist at your past job and then started as a full-time receptionist here, but then kind of wanted to take on a bit more. I got more involved with um, different roles that was coming up and as we were building as a business um, kind of got involved with that side of stuff and wanted more of a challenge um, and then the, the opening came up so went for it um, with a lot of encouragement <laughs> from the management team as well you'd be great at this so I, I did it and here I am. That's brilliant. So they really encourage people to go for roles that they might find interesting, that they look suited for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with any openings, it gets put through internally first mm. um, before going externally. It's very rare that it'll go external, if I'm honest. Right, right. And it's now you're managing the facilities team, which you actually call, is it Beautiful Buildings team? Yeah, yes. we've got Beautiful Buildings, Facilities, um, Events, Marketing. Mm, lots of different areas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keeps it interesting. Yeah, must do. And especially you've got five different branches. Yeah. So how do you coordinate that? How do you make sure it all runs smoothly? Um, the maintenance team are brilliant. We've got three of them and they are on the end of the phone. All the branches come to me first. I just sort of narrow down as what's important, prioritise everything. And then I go um, to the maintenance team. Right, you're here today. Let's get this done. Any big projects come in, um, we, we sit down, we go through it, um, and then we just plan for the, the diary. And then mm. any emergencies come up in between, we, we just adjust and adapt. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so I think facilities is one of those things that people really just, it, you only notice it when it doesn't work. So yeah. it's one of those things that actually things like having AC working while you're doing surgery or doing a consult can make so much difference. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, especially with the weather at the moment, that's what we've... Oh yeah. my goodness, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the boys have gone round and... But they, they do a lot of, um, you know, general keeping the place tidy, things again you, that you don't notice. Mm. But if it didn't happen, would make a big difference. Mm. Um, so they're, they're always on hand. Yeah, and that has a surprising impact on well-being as well, doesn't it? Just having the confidence yeah. that when you come into work, that something is going to work and Absolutely. that it's reliable. It's, if, if you get a problem, rather than having to ring and then wait for an external company to come out, you know, you could be waiting weeks, the, the guys are there. 
they're, they're pretty much there straight away mm. within the day, the next day. Mm. It's no matter who's reporting the problem to me, that they know that it's going to get sorted. Mm. And if Trev can't do it, then no one can. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. A master skillsman. <laughs> Absolutely. That's brilliant. And, and, and moving into that new role, I mean, it sounds like there's a lot to take on. What kind of support did you get from the practice? Everyone was fantastic because mm. I used to travel around the branches on reception and do all the holiday and sickness cover. Mm. Um, I actually got to know a lot of the branch members and, you know, you know they're now my friends. And that made stepping up a lot easier because I wasn't just a voice on the end of the phone. They mm. know who I am. Um, you know, we, we are the Blacks family. Mm. And that really shows, especially in this role, when they're, they're all having to ring me at some point with help. That, that they know who they're talking to. Mm, yeah, because you guys actually have a couple of big annual events, don't you, that you go to? Yeah. Doing a, the, the Oscar-style kind of ball Yeah, event? we have um, the garden party in the summer, mm. which is like a family um, mm. event. All our partners, children, everything, everyone's invited. Um, and that's just a great, you know, family day. Um, and there, it's, it's just a, a great day to say thank you. Um, mm. You know, we, we have games, we have the awards, we have um, best of the best. Um, so everybody votes and the voting is done um, not just on numbers, it's done on quality. So um, it, it really means something where, when you win that award. And actually last year, um, Trev, who's head of maintenance, won the um, practice support. Oh, that's brilliant. So yeah, it really goes to show that everyone appreciates what's done and you know, it's recognised across all the branches. Mm. Well, here's you winning an award this year. <laughs> <laughs> you got my vote. Yeah. <laughs> I'm now joined by Kevin Orembo, who's been a vet here for about four years. Yes, I have. So we were talking before about how you recently got your CERT AVP. Congratulations. Thank you very it's much. Nice Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah, so you said you were specialising in kind of soft tissue. Yeah, it is, mm. it's, it's, it's more... Um, 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 we can't use the term specialist because obviously that's a little bit more oh, advanced, course, but it's kind yeah. of focused mm. more on, uh, on, on, on soft tissue surgery and, mm. and orthopedics, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah, so was that something that you wanted to do specifically? Did you go to the managers or did they kind of say, we think you've got a talent? Yeah, because I mean, when, when, I, when, I, did, when I, I joined from another practice four years ago and I already kind of started doing the, um, the certificate, so when I, when, I, when, I, when I joined here, it kind of just continued from, you know, from there. And um, so continue my studies, continue to see the clinical cases and things like that, which have been very privileged because it's quite a heavy caseload here. So which did, did make it quite easy for me to get what I needed to do. Yeah, mm. yeah we've yeah. been hearing about how this kind of procedures wish list. So you can kind of say, I really want to give my hands. Uh, absolutely. And, and this, is, this, is, this, is, this is what we do here, kind of just to make sure that everybody is, is, is not feeling that they're not doing a lot more. Because sometimes you do get this, especially with the... Uh, um, um, younger vets when they come in they kind of shy away sometimes from doing it not, not, not out of their own fault but um, um, so we kind of try to balance it out so that we say okay you've done this you've done this you haven't done this I, there's a case coming up you know come in uh, and do this so everybody has their wish list and, 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 and we kind of just make sure that they they follow it up some even want to be called in the middle of the night so if, if it's a case in the middle of the night I say give me the bars I'll mm -hmm. turn up and, and it just you know it, it's good and, and it works it works well. Yeah, and we've been hearing about how actually there's always a vet nurse on hand doing out of hours work yes, as well. There's, yeah, yes, there's, there's, always, there's, always, there's always a vet in hand doing out of hours mm -hmm. and, and, and there's a very nice room upstairs if the vet wants to, wants to stay. Like, I live a little bit faster so when I'm on call, I 
I will stay in the building. And, and, and yeah, so it's, you, we always have, uh, the pets are always attended to, uh, and we always have somebody at hand you know, to be called if there's, you know, if there's any problem at all with you know, our inpatients. Mm. Yeah. And being here for two, for four years, yeah. in the past couple of years, we've been hearing about how there's been a huge investment in people. So yeah. a, a real increase in vet number, which yeah. is then lengthening yeah. consult times, but yes. also more facilities people, more vet nurses. Abs- how have you seen that? Uh, abs- it's, it's been absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Like, um, um, you know, like I say, the vet numbers then, uh, um, you know, I think we started where, what we were at, Seven or, seven or eight or up to 10, but we're now about 16. Obviously that, that, that means then you, you know, there's a the good work-life balance really, because mm. uh, you're, you're less uh, on the rotor and mm. you, you would do so. Um, um, so it, it does help that way. Um, and number two, again, nurses as well. Uh, you've got, I think, uh, two nurses for that and that kind of just makes uh, everything work, you know, when you're ready to do something and, and, and there's always a free nurse for you to, you know, help you and, 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 and crack on. So things are done on time, things are done in good time, there's never a delay and, you know, you always, you always, you always have a, a free nurse to support you, which is, which is quite good. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. I imagine the clients really see that as well. If they're in a consult, they can see that you've got the resources on hand. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, for, you, for example, they, they, they walk in and, and, you know, they've come in for a routine check, but then you need to do a blood sample and do, you know, a, do a, do a smear or something else. You know, you, it can move from a simple consult into a little bit more detailed consult, but then because we've got the staff, we don't have to send them away to come in another day, which is will inconvenience them. We can, you know, admit the patient, get get the, the you know uh, uh, the nurse uh, and the, the hospital vet kind of try and sort things out while while the while the clients are still waiting. So sometimes we're able to do not everything, but some of the things can be done, you know, from a simple consult and and and, and you know and, and advance from there, and then send them home the same day which is usually a big relief for the clients because you don't want to separate it from their from their from their beloved pets especially if we think it's something that can be you know dealt with quite quickly really mm. yeah, yeah so it's so. being kind of flexible but resilient at the same time yeah exactly flexible yeah. is quite flexible quite resilient so you know you know we, even in, in in the in the busy in the busiest time the peak busiest time times of days if something walks in as an emergency then you know i'm not worried we got the stuff we can handle we can deal with this uh, yeah we've got this so we've never worried worried. (laughs) absolutely never worried so what did you think when you guys heard that you got the well-being award we we were we were you know we were very uh we were very excited we were very you know happy about that because it's it's something uh, that you know we always work on you know and uh director tmj is is tracemologics is always about you know Everybody has to be, you know, we have to make sure that everybody's on the same page in terms of not just the, you know, the clinical stuff, but other things, you know, is everybody happy to be at work, you know, things like that. So she's always, uh, she's always pushing that and her door is always open. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you walk in and disrupt her meeting, but she'll skip whatever she's doing just to speak to you so which is which is quite good so she yeah. really walks the walk and oh yeah yeah, yeah. She, she walks the talk she she, she does not she just doesn't say it she will you know anytime i walk in and say i think we should do this and do this and this and says okay you know she she, she likes facts you know she, have you thought you know what, what are the reasons behind this blah, blah, blah. and then she'll listen like okay that makes sense so she's always quite flexible which is which is very good yeah that's fantastic yeah, yeah, thanks so yeah. much for talking to us about everything yeah it's good yeah 
I'm now here with Helen Owen, a vet nurse who's been here for 18 and a half years. Thank you so much for joining us, Helen. Thank you. So one thing that we're quite interested in, in with Flax Vets in particular is that there's very regular meetings and CPD opportunities yeah. for vet nurses. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, um, we're really good with the, um, the nurse CPD side of it. Um, every two weeks uh, we all meet together, so all the nurses from all sites within the group, um, and we present um, different ideas um, and CPD topics um, to one another, um, which is really good. It's really good to bounce ideas off people and, and to find out a bit more what's going on, keep us current. Yeah, so do you often go to CPD events together? or? Yeah, um, there's the, we have CPD funding um, through the practice, so um, if there's anything that we want to go on, we'll go on those um, and then bring it back to the group and, and share it all, really. It's feeling so. What kind of CPD have you found the most kind of engaging that you love doing? I personally like um, cytology stuff. Mm. I'm quite happy in the lab. That's my little area of comfort. Um, <laughs> so that, that's that's what I like to do. That's brilliant. And another thing that Black Vets seems to have a really high emphasis on having a lot of vet nurses who support all of the vets, mm -hmm. which is particularly great because we hear a lot about vet nurses not being fully allowed to perform yeah. all of their yeah. all of their skills. So have you found that working with the vets? Um, the vets are here really good. Um, mm. They they do allow us to you know put in, you know cannulas and things like that and blood samples and we help with radiography. Um, we help with dental scale and polishing. Um, so just the the things that we came into the trade to do really we're allowed to carry on and do here. Mm. So as well as winning the Wellbeing Award, you guys also got an outstanding in the Practice Standards Scheme um, Client Service Award. We did, yes. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. is wonderful. Congratulations Thank to you guys. <laughs> and it's been quite a great day picking up both of the awards. Definitely, yeah. So uh, you said that, that you were kind of involved with maintaining those standards throughout the yeah. year. What kind of thing does that involve? Um, so when we had the Royal College um, inspection, um, I've pretty much broken that down into um, tasks that I can check on on a regular basis. Um, so I do attend all the branch surgeries just to make sure everything is running as it should do. Um, so all the tick lists basically that the, the Royal College Inspector has, um, I've got something similar so I just go around and make sure that we're all still doing everything that we should be doing um, mm. and just keep on top of it really. Um, all the evidence that we produced um, for the standards, um, I'm just regularly go through that mm. and just make sure we're all current with obviously the everyday changes that happen in practice. Yeah, what do you see as the kind of really most important things? And client service is such a kind of specific area to be outstanding in. Yeah. What, what do you think really makes a difference within the practice? <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> so many areas. Yeah, there are so many. Um, yeah, it's a hard yeah. one. Uh, is it just kind of if that about having that kind of communication open with everybody and yeah I mean communication here is fundamental um mm. you know we have we have the regular meetings and stuff like that but we've also got um little chat groups within for mm. ourselves as well so we can all keep on top of stuff um it is the fundamental part of moving forwards really mm. um you know we've all got to know stuff and we've all got to know it together otherwise it's not going to work no exactly and in, in, do you kind of get to know your clients quite well in that regard like you can yeah and like yeah, share all your experience and yeah, yeah. that definitely brilliant so uh, as you said at the beginning you've been here for 18 and a half I know. years <laughs> it's amazing you said you actually started here as a student yes. and um moved on through that so what kind of changes have you seen in the practice oh, that absolutely massive difference? absolutely <laughs> massive differences um from structural differences to employment level um, differences, you name it, it's completely different to how I first started, mm. completely different. Um, they've invested so much um, within pieces of kit for the practice, um, within the way that we um, offer our services. They've, they've done awesome, they really have. Um, and it's, it's good to work here, really is. 
Yeah, and even over the last 18 months, we we're hearing that we've gone, you've gone from 11 to 16 vets. I know. You must have made quite a bit. big leap. Yes. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Thank you so much for talking to us. No, that's no problem. Thank you very much. I'm now here with Chris Ford, a vet who started about 10 months ago, moving over from Ireland. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, no problem at all. Happy to be here. So you started 10 months ago. What was that like coming well, all the way over to England and to a completely new practice? Yeah, it's a daunting enough approach, kind of leaving, you know, leaving Ireland, you know, where you've always been in such kind of a close-knit environment with your family and friends, and then move across the water, uh, you know, and try and start start anew, really. Uh, you know, it, it is daunting, but uh, it's, been a, it's been a very kind of rewarding process thus far. Um, as I said, you know, as we mentioned earlier off the uh, microphone, like uh, the induction, uh, you know, kind of two weeks starting out in Blacks made a big difference, um, you know, kind of got settled in reasonably well. Um, <coughs> and, uh, you know, it's kind of it's, it's just grown, grown from there all, all the way through, really. It's been, it's been good. Right. So what does that induction period specifically involve? What so really it's just following, you know, the everyone, you know, nearly every vet that, is, that has been probably, you know, a year or more out uh, in, the, in the practice. And, you know, you spend quite a bit of time with the partners initially. And I suppose, uh, you know, the purpose of that is try and get a little bit of the ethos that they have kind of developed here at Black's. Uh, to kind of see, get you to see that early on and bring it you know, forward from there, and then also I suppose you know familiarity with the other with the people over the five branches over the five premises that uh, that blacks have, uh, you know get to know everyone and the teams in all their different locations reasonably well, and uh, see how the dynamic works between those practices. And what seems quite unique about blacks is that you each have a mentor who was specifically mm -hmm. there for non-work related yeah. things. How yeah. is that kind of impacted? Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's always nice to have someone to talk to about anything. Like, I think that's what's been cultivated at blacks is that, you know, we're, you know, obviously we're colleagues in work, but we also do uh, mo you know, lots of things together outside of work. Um, and it gets that kind of camaraderie built around it. And, uh, you know, it uh, yeah, creates, a, I say, an atmosphere that's, that's positive um, and you know working towards that well-being kind of goals that we're I mean you know uh, my mentor is one of the partners John and uh, and aside of veterinary we also share a bit of a a love for a, a sport of Ireland Gaelic football so we both uh, are involved in a, in a club in Wolverhampton now uh, and he's that you know so I, I play on that team and it's good to have that kind of you know mentorship where you know you get, you get along with each other yeah, in and outside of those working hours. Absolutely, and, and one thing that we often hear from new grads is in kind of the fear of the out of hours where you're mm. suddenly alone in a building. But yeah. Blacks actually has a nurse on hand at all points. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, mm. that's wonderful. Um, you know, uh, the, the nurses that are operate uh, work in Blacks full stop are, are wonderfully experienced, um, and and they're always a good kind of we'll say uh, rock to have. You know, during that those nights, night those long nights uh, on call here. Um, you know, especially if, you know you, we see a huge variety of things coming out of hours uh, and you know just kind of a level-headedness you know if it hasn't been something you maybe didn't see before haven't seen before and also on the other side of the thing your mentor uh, is on the phone on the other you know on the other end of the phone at any point in time you know to have a bit of advice or if needs be uh, an, an assist um, on a, you know maybe a more complex surgery uh, out of hours so um, you know it's, it's great in that sense. Yeah. And so there's no blame attached at all if you ever have to call and say just double checking. No, this no, is just I think like yeah, they're, they're they're very good about it. Yeah, mm. they're very good about it, uh, and that's you know it is reassuring in that sense, mm. big time. It's brilliant, and also it, we're hearing about how you can have a kind of wish list of procedures. You can say like yeah. I've never done this before. Can you give me a ring? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, we all have our, our lists up on the board that if you know if someone is out of hours, something interesting coming in, be it a cesarean or 
maybe a GDV or something like that and we know that there are other people in the practice that need a little bit of experience in that you know it's that they can call on them as well um, as you know as, an, as a helping hand really and they don't feel guilty about it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well thank you so much for talking yeah, to us no and yeah have fun with the rest of the consults yeah thank you very much all right